My name is Xavier. I'm Allison, and this is Housewives Theory. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back, BBs. For those of us just joining, just a reminder that this is a geek out podcast, Ooh. a safe space, some might say, mm. where we get into the nitty gritty, the weird little details you forgot about happened in these old seasons. You can't see it, but I'm shimmying. Ooh, and I'm <laughs> shimmying as well. And yeah, we're just so happy to be here, and we welcome all the details, all the geek out. And yeah, this is a safe, fun place. For us, Real Housewives is not a guilty pleasure. It is required reading. (laughs) (laughs) And for once I did it. Wow, I feel like a good student. Wow, and that's rare for me. And we hope Housewives Theory can be that for y'all. Yes. Alice and I are both television writers from Los Angeles. Yes. So when we talk about, you know, these women, as y'all who have been avid listeners, because this is episode six, honey, when we talk about these women, we come from like a character POV, a story arc POV. We really get into their lives and their motivations and all of that good stuff, especially now as we see friendships develop for better or worse. So I'm excited to talk about this episode. And those rivalries, they Ooh. really kick off they this season. They really do. Oof. Okay, should we jump into taglines? Let's do it. Gina, it doesn't matter what happens in life. I do it my way. Vicky, I want the power and the money, and I want them both. (laughs) Woohoo! Delete the account. So stupid. Lori, I still get pampered. I still get treated like a princess. I deserve it. Tamara, I'm not the new girl anymore, so watch out. Gretchen, I love the bling. I love the jewelry. I love it all. Lynn, I'm just your typical Orange County housewife. I am obsessed with being young. <laughs> Whew, and those are the taglines. Fave? Tough to say. I kind of love Lynn's. Oh! I know, because again, this goes back to my Achilles heel of just direct and to the point, even if it means you look like you are just full, just vanity. I mean, that if I love people who are like, yeah, that's me. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. And yours? My favorite... It has to go to Tamra. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. It's just like a very, like, honestly, it's like very direct and to the point, too. Yes. And it's a very classic second season tagline, I feel. And it gives us that excitement of, oh, shit, things are going to go down this season and, versus it's like a weird docuseries. And, you know, and she delivered on the premise of the tagline, so. <laughs> she told us who she was, and we had to believe her. Oh, we, we had to. She force-fed it. Also, it's worth noting that Tamara was center orange this season. Oh, never forget, evil wins. <laughs> she's not wrong (laughs) okay so this is season four four seasons of orange county and this season aired from november 2008 to february 2009 so like we are moving along and for me like in re-watching it i was like oh my goodness this season a is so good so this season is like modern housewives to me honestly i was like oh i feel like we're in 2023 this is a housewife season but at the same time, I thought it was so dark. Oh, yeah. This season was so dark for me. Like, it was, like, not just dark, but, like, dark-sided. I it get was, that. It was heavy. It was tough. I think that it was a very dark season. Mm-hmm. I think it was a very real season. I famously will say, famously to all seven of my friends, will say Hi. that. <laughs> he's like six, bitch. Um, <laughs> Five by the end of the night. We'll see. 
I say that this season is like iconic, even though that word is so overused. It is an iconic season. It is Housewives playbook of like a very good season, top to bottom. You have friendships, you have rivalries, you have real family drama, you have people who are falling in love, you have loss, you have people being mean girls, you have people being underdogs. There is just everything. And all that saying, I would never, ever tell someone to start watching Real Housewives with this season because this is... Uh, this is a tough season. You'd to get be like, through. "Are you okay? Right? Are no. you going through like blink twice if you need help? Exactly. G- oh, okay. So you like watching women take other women down? Interesting. Okay, it's tough. And you know, the last episode when we were talking about Atlanta, I brought up the fact that a lot of people give Tamara credit for the best slate comment as starting new agey housewives. When in fact, Nini before that said, "Close your legs to married men." And I think <laughs> as a singular moment, Nini set the tone. Agree. But in watching this season, I think what people actually mean is the rivalry that was Tamara and Gretchen. I think is actually what kind of kickstarted new agey housewives because with Nini and Kim, although there was clearly something happening and even Nini and Sheree, I don't know, for some reason, the Tamara Gretchen rivalry felt so fleshed out within this one season. And I think it changed the game. I agree. And I mean, to put it simply, someone had to be the bitch and Tamara volunteered as tribute. She was like, absolutely no problem. She knew exactly what to do. She knew how to do it. I mean, she knew she sort of was playing a villain. We don't have to get into her character yet. But to really lean into it, to bring other people into it and to do the expert two-faced sort of thing the entire season with someone who is going through something so sad and dark, regardless of your take on it, it really is bone chilling. It's one of those things where I don't want people, if people are like, oh, I I want to start with Orange County. Which season should I start with? I'd be like, anything but four. Don't watch four. You know, I think maybe we should should talk about Tamara first. (sighs) I guess we should. First, we should say, you know, even though Ali kind of hinted at it, the big stories or like the game so to speak for this season was really the Tamara Gretchen rivalry and also kind of the growing friendship between Vicky and Tamara Mm -hmm. and also kind of the dissolution of Vicky and Gina's friendship and those that's kind of the triangulation of season four Mm -hmm. you know in terms of dynamics which we will jump in further when we get to each of those characters so first Tamara You already kind of set the stage a little bit. I mean, this was not a saying at the time, but talk about entering your villain era. Like, wow. wow. Stepping in, putting on the outfit, leaning in. It was almost like comical. It was like she was doing a caricature of a villain. She was so much of a villain. Can I just say, and you know, we spoke about this last time. Allie and I have very different opinions on Tamara. Yes. But this made me feel justified a little bit in terms of like why I didn't connect with her when I first watched. Because season three, like I recognized, you know, she was a new energy. She kind of annoyed me. So it was whatever. But she is... She is who she is. But then season four, on the heels of that season, we don't really know her well, well, you know, yet. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, it was tough to watch. Like, it was tough to watch. And it made me understand, like, oh, this is why I never really connected with her. Like, you know, a decade later, I start to warm to her a tiny bit. Mm But I was just like, it's just hard. It's hard. And for this season, we see Tamara with the Gretchen of it all. And we're also kind of seeing her focus on her family. And Ryan and Simon's dynamic kind of comes into play and how that has changed and evolved. We see her friendship blossom with Vicky, which is a staple of the show. And honestly, so good. It's so, so good, good. So good. And also we see her reconnecting with her father. And, and we see moments with her mother. So we're getting to know her. But it was so hard for me to see anything else after the day at the races or after 
Monster, which we'll get into more after, you know, Naked Wasted. Like, it was a tough season to be a Tamara fan, honestly, in my opinion. It was very difficult. And, you know, I had a moment when I was on episode two. I don't remember which <laughs> what, what the exact line was, but it was like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting to know her. Yeah, right. That thing with Gretchen. Yeah. You know, Gretchen is a new housewife this season. She will get to her character, but she's young. She's blonde. She's beautiful. She's like Tamara 10 years ago, but lighter and without, you know, familial trauma. So much. Nothing like Tamara, actually. <laughs> no. Yeah. She's honestly, she's a, a version of herself Tamara could never be. Of, it's my, my theory of, you know, those housewives get so angry at certain housewives because it's a version of themselves that they could never be or reminds them of themselves. And she just, Tamara immediately glommed on to her. But when I am watching this, I'm like, wow, I'm so embarrassed that last scene. I'm like, Tamara is great. You know, I do have to go back and bring you into this. And, you know, you remind me that there is no good housewives without a villain. And she there really isn't. poised herself as such a great villain because she made herself so deeply unlikable but she it's almost like she didn't know you know i think we're gonna differ there but we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it i think the thing and this took me a long time to learn and i can tell you when i first learned it and this will be a a little tease for the future episodes it's like i remember season five of beverly hills i wanted brandy gone so Mm -hmm. badly and then season six brandy wasn't there and i was like oh It's like, you know, maybe she brought something to this. So, like, I started to realize, like, we, you need to have someone you love to hate. And Andy Cohen once said this. It's like, you know, if they love to hate you, that's terrific. It's when they start hating to hate you. And I was like, okay, Andrew. I love that. It's true. I love, I mean, Housewives cannot be vanilla ice cream. It has to be flavorful. It has to have all the toppings. Caramel. It really needs to go. And I will die on the hill of this metaphor. It literally cannot be plain. (laughs) And I think that's, I mean, I am starving. We are waiting for dinner the sushi's Uh, on the way i mean we're working for you guys so (laughs) no i mean i just think that it literally it just can't be plain and as much as (laughs) Tamara is horrible this season and we'll get into why we need her and we love to hate her well actually i disagree this season i hated to hate her like it was just hard for me it was hard for me i loved to hate i I didn't i think i loved to hate her in season three like i was so annoyed by her but like i recognize this season was just heavy it was a lot for me and we'll get into it and even vicky too like we it was in you know, I'm a Vicky fan. Like, it yes. was all around a lot for me. How, where should we start with with Tamara? Okay, let's just jump in. Let's start with Gretchen. Let's start with Gretchen. I mean, it's, I, it's kind of like we're dancing around it if we don't talk about Gretchen. Exactly, and we might as well get it out there because I think that also it'll inform other things. I think Tamara did not like Gretchen from the moment she saw her. Like, the when moment. Gretchen introduces herself in the first episode and, like, they do a little weird handshake, I was like, you can see on Tamara's face that she does not like her. Yep. I think she made the choice to not like her. This very beautiful blonde woman stepped on the scene. Tamara kind of, that was Tamara's gig last season. It was going to be an uphill climb for Gretchen regardless of what or who she was. I mean, so many iconic lines came out of Tamara. Tamara based off of her hatred toward Gretchen. I mean, we will get into those, but it is like the second that she met her because Gretchen has this lightness about her that Tamara doesn't. I mean, Tamara has this inherent like darkness. Like she's the person, if you're in the kitchen at work, she will corner you and be like, did you hear? You know, instead of Gretchen being like, did you hear she's not feeling well? (laughs) Did you hear she fake being sick? I bet she's not even at the hospital. That's Tamara. Exactly. You know, there's such a darkness about. Oh, my God. There really is such. She is such a conspiracy theorist just in who she is. And yeah, she was immediately looking for things to hate about Gretchen. Unfortunately, Gretchen didn't realize or doesn't care. And so she really played into that. You know, Gretchen did like feed the beast. (laughs) She (laughs) did. Like it was a perfect storm for a housewife feud. It was like Gretchen was, you know know 
this allegedly aloof type of character, which, you know, we'll get into Gretchen. I'm not sure exactly how aloof she was and how much she actually knew, but Tamara would just love to hate her. Like, and what I will say, that moment when Gretchen is like coming to the limo, a producer's driver, hateful for setting her up like that. Cause so y'all really, y'all mean. really did set her up. Yes. But like when she gives the famous line, hold on to your daddy's girls. Here comes Gretchen. It's oh, so good. It's, it's so it's good. It's like 2000s rom-com good. It's so good. But oh. then all, all of them kind of then riffing off of that. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, this isn't good. <laughs> there was like rumors about Gretchen maybe having work done, even though Gretchen said, I haven't had a boob job. I haven't had work done, all this stuff. And they're like, yes, she has. She has had, you know, work done. She has had her boobs done. Look at her. She looks different from the last time we saw her. It was just truly mean girl picking um, upon that first trip with Gretchen where Gretchen was walking up to the limo. And, you know, she's an easy target because she's a sweet girl. She's not a Gina where you can poke at her and Gina's going to poke back and, you know, bite your head off. Gretchen's not going to do that. So it was housewives at its meanest at that moment. And, you know, Tamara's also the type of housewife. She's a vulture. You know, <laughs> she sees the carcass on the ground and dead or alive doesn't even have to be a carcass. And yeah. she circles and she circles and she waits for her moment it's and sick. she picks and picks and picks and makes a joke with a smile on her face. So it doesn't feel like you should take it personally, even though you should absolutely take it personally because she intended you to do so. 100%. So like when she was talking, you know, to Gretchen being like when Gretchen was talking about how she was married before and Tamara was like, was he poor? Is that why you left him? <laughs> like she does it with a smile as if she's your friend. Right. But it's like a slap as Eileen famously once said it's like a slap and a kiss at the same time <laughs> and it was you know whatever it was mean-spirited it was mean girlish and then when the bass lake moment of it all happened that's when i feel like we started to take a turn how do we describe bass lake to our listeners so what happened was <laughs> <laughs> is gretchen is engaged to jeff who is 25 ish years her yeah. senior mm -hmm. he's this older gentleman and it is you know as you look at it on paper very classically like the younger woman with this older man is she a gold digger what yes. is she into Sugar it for daddy. you know because yeah. it's not like he is like a super hot older man like he looks like an older gentleman and he is currently battling cancer mm -hmm. and he has been struggling with it for like the past year or yeah. so I believe and Gretchen you know has been his caretaker his primary caretaker his children would come out sometimes but she and they will even say that she picks up a lot of the slack for this man. Yeah. So he was in the hospital in the ICU and it was the 4th of July and she took the day to go to Bass Lake with her parents and her family and some friends to kind of unwind, she says, and, you know, recenter herself and all of that. And it was 4th of July, right? It was, it was like a holiday. Of, yeah, it yeah. was 4th of July and it was her parents, which I think is important to know also. Yeah. And I'm sure there are other people there as we um, later will learn. And she says this at the table. What I didn't remember about the Bass Lake moment is that Gretchen started it kind of just by not started it, but like I thought Tamara had heard it and then brought it up. But Gretchen says it at the table to which Tamara makes a comment that like if her husband were, were in the ICU, she wouldn't be going on vacation. And then Gretchen's like, what'd you say? And then Tamara looks at her across the table, points and with a smile says, did you go to Bass Lake? And then, and we're off. And that's all she wrote. I mean, <clears throat> Tamara too. I mean, I wish that you guys could see us right now doing an impression of her. Like a weird belligerent 10 year old points here. Did you go to Bass Lake? <laughs> well, it's the smile for me. It is. That's it's classic like, Tamara. Because also in the same way that we talked about her villain awakening moment when Gina and Vicky were having a fight in the limo where she had this <laughs> smile across her face. Foaming at the mouth. It was like she, you know, when someone tells you something, you're like, oh my God, I cannot wait to tell them that they're wrong or I cannot wait to tell them I agree with them, whatever it is. And you're just, your emotions are overtaking your face. She knew foaming at the mouth. This is my storyline. This is it. my moment. She was like, I am going to tear this girl apart. And she did. Yeah. 
she's what did she say i would never go to the hospital while my husband is or whatever i would in the icu and gretchen you know gretchen to be fair to her handled herself well yeah gretchen was like you know like wait until your husband has cancer a bold statement but like and Tamara knew too Tamara knew that she had stepped in it because she immediately was like I'm not saying that you know and started not backpedaling so much but like she knew what she had just done and you know then Tamara and Vicky get up and go to the restroom and Gretchen kind of breaks down to Gina and Lynn Yeah. and what was so sad to me too that I didn't remember is that one of the reasons Gretchen was so hurt is because she actually felt like she had connected with Tamara up until this point the most like she had told they had gone to lunch she had told Tamara her story Tamara teared up over you know the thought of Gretchen taking on all of this so I think it felt like a betrayal to her yeah and she it kind went of, to me too. So it, mean. Oh my, it was. It was. It was. It was mean. This it was season, so mean. a lot of stuff this season was yeah. mean. And Gretchen had her little, you know, breakdown moment, and eventually gets up and leaves, you know, for the night. And even Gina looks at Tamara and says, "You should give her a call on the way home." And Tamara's like, no. "No." And it's just like, no. And then all of this, mind you, we're seeing all of this happen, and we're also seeing their confessionals in traditional housewife form. And in the confessionals, like just the way Tamara is talking, like you know that she doesn't give two shits that she just did this. Absolutely no shits what was shocking to me about all of that you know kicking it off she continues to be mean to Gretchen say things behind Gretchen's back spread the Bass Lake stories when that doesn't work you know stop me if I'm glazing over any other blatantly mean things she does before this she starts to create this narrative that Gretchen has been copying her and that Gretchen is copying her love of pink and oh pink Lord. Harleys when it's like Harley. you're both basic bitches I don't know what you're proud of like, like you're two blonde white women you love pink right let's keep it moving let's keep it moving <laughs> and the sky is blue Speak, and I mean I also love pink so I <laughs> you do I don't but you do <laughs> I know it just was hysterical I also love it, that scene what does Vicky say when she's like what kind of what grown adult wants a pink bike <laughs> zooms into camera the camera work was delicious Emmys, all of them. And that was so good. And you know, after the Bass Lake moment, Tamara goes to to kind of like talk about the meanness a little more. Tamara goes to lunch with Lori and she's, you know, talking about what happened and in describing it to Lori, she was like, and then the waterworks came, which mind you, Tamara had gotten up and gone to the bathroom, but whatever. And then Tamara goes, and I'm like, should I feel sorry for her or should I hand her an Oscar and makes the dumbest face, mind you, as she says yeah. this. And this is something that bugs me about Tamara because then she later says, there's been so much cattiness. I'm like, girl, she's just so hypocritical to me a lot of the times. So I'm like, you are the cattiness. Like, I will get into that in a minute, but like all this really was set into motion when you joined the show. And also for her to say, should I hand her an Oscar? Um, Excuse me, Tamara. I thought that same sentiment when you had that scene with your father in the lawn chairs on that weird sand and well, not an (laughs) Oscar. Not, not an Oscar, more like a daytime Emmy. But like, I, I'm i just like, Tamara, like, she's just so mean to me. Yeah. And I truly think, and that's why I say the season was dark-sided, is because I feel like the show became meaner because of Tamara oh, and, her join, and her joining the show. Yeah. Because an example of that is Tamara and Vicky. Tamara and Vicky were tough this year. They were Terrible. tough when they were together. Vicky, and we'll get into it more, but she was had her moments where she was mean to other people, particularly, in my opinion, Dawn. Again, we'll get there. But... I also think that Vicky, and I'm going to talk about her a little bit because I think it goes hand in hand with Tamara. I think Vicky is the type of person who feeds off of the energy she's around. And I think Tamara's a mean girl. Yeah. And I think it helped ignite the mean girl that was already in Vicky, but like brought it to the surface. Because yeah. you and I have both been shocked as we've been watching the first three seasons being like, oh, you know, Vicky's kind of <laughs> like, she's a little neurotic and yeah. controlling, but like we, she brought us joy. And this season was the first season where she didn't bring me joy all the time. No. And I think that's directly a result of 
Tamara joining the show. Well, let's be clear. It was always there. So oh, yeah, if it that's could why be, I said, yeah. that's why I said like the, the meanest that was already inside. Yeah, you did. And you said yes, that, but yes. it was like, it, I think that she just was sort of look, it's like when she you're just, around someone and you find yourself, oh, this person is bringing out the worst in me or someone has to call you on it and be yeah. like, you're kind of a shitty version of yourself when you're around this person. You're like, oh, you're so right. Like, I don't feel good when I walk away from this person. I think that so many facets of Vicky's life have to be so buttoned up and together. And she is this incredible businesswoman. She's a mother. She's dealing with all this, you know, stuff. But it is one of those things where Tamara certainly was like, oh, no, no, no. Be a mean girl with me. And let's giggle about it on the way. I mean, her and Vicky, one of their favorite things to say about Gretchen. One of the many. Uh, yeah, one of the many. Um, just one of their favorite things to say about Gretchen is she loves attention. I just, I can't take that. I can't take that. Says the woman, Tamara, who tried on laundry for no reason. We're just watching her try on laundry at this laundry store. And it's like, okay, so she's an attention hog, but you're not. Okay, so, you know, Gretchen dancing when they went out. Where did they go? Gretchen what? and Lynn when they were in Vegas, yes. I think. Gretchen and Lynn dancing in Vegas. And, oh, you know, the way she was dancing. And I don't like that, you know. I just I would never do that cut to her basically doing a lap dance for her son at the club the season before Mm -hmm. it truly was disgusting and it's yeah it goes into the Tamara hypocrisy like you just named two examples Uh, yes I do have a third and (laughs) when she is she is wailing like well she is talking to Ryan when he reveals his nugget tattoo (laughs) and she's like you do that because you need attention and I said says Tamara who's literally wailing and screaming it's not right in public right now I'm like girl one of her take a breath you and your tramp stand like, like oh my god so true i forget at I least you can't see nugget <laughs> the nuggets out of this no that was She's her nugs, not drugs. that was <laughs> she does have i mean dare i say hysterical moments of just pure panic loud screaming it's shocking it's a switch that is flipped and that was one of the first times if not the first time we saw it where she's just she can't process the emotions so she just starts screaming and yelling until someone pays attention to her and then she like half cries it's very odd she does like a beginning of a hyperventilate she's an attention whore yeah I mean she is I, there's not there's no Baseline. other way right and I would respect her more if she leaned into it you know like Gina being like I'm a spoiled brat I like attention I want this respect on Gina's right. name no, but I she leans into it and yeah, yeah. for that reason I don't fault her for it but it, because Tamara's like look at all the things that she's doing whatever let's get into Naked Wasted can we please I'm chomping at the bit for Naked Wasted okay let's get into Naked Wasted explain to the people what Naked Wasted is okay so Naked Wasted basically Tamara is hosting a dinner party a dinner party that she even takes an etiquette class for to prepare for, which yes. was incredible. <laughs> but a dinner party nonetheless, and she invites all the women there. They come, and at the top of the night, Tamara, you know, pulls Vicky aside and says, we're going to get Gretchen wasted. And Vicky's like, I think she's already wasted. And Tamara's like, no, we're going to get her wasted, naked wasted. We're going to try to make her do something stupid. And for me, Allison, I was like sick to my stomach. Yeah. It was unbearable to watch it was so uncomfortable and like the first time around that I watched it I was probably in my early 20s yeah and it like wasn't great it was I knew it was terrible then but I don't know like now that I'm a little older not much but (laughs) now that I'm a little older it's just like it was like I was and still a little sick to my stomach talking about it it was just to see Gretchen in such a vulnerable position and I'm like getting it I know (laughs) emotional about it excuse me (laughs) but to see Gretchen in such a vulnerable position and to see Tamara really like very intense 
intentionally take advantage of that. I truly believe that even if Tamara didn't explicitly say to Ryan, like, hit on Gretchen, like, we saw her encouraging it the entire night. You know, Tamara at one point to Vicky made the hand gesture for a blowjob. Like, you know, just all this stuff. And, like, you know, anytime someone would say, Gretchen, maybe you shouldn't take that shot. Tamara literally elbowing, I believe it's Lynn, to be like, no, no, she's fine. She's fine. So much so to even, like, I was very uncomfortable whenever Lynn and her confessional was like, we offered to give Gretchen a ride home. Yep. And Lynn said, Frank and I offered to drive Gretchen home, but Tamara said that she would be staying at her house tonight. And it just felt like such a setup to me. And what's so gross about it is, like, the things that could have happened, I guess. Exactly. And what happens is Gretchen is very, very drunk. She barely can stand. She's slurring her words. Her eyes are open. She goes into the bathroom. Ryan... Tamara's son goes into the bathroom with her. Can I have a kiss? Just one kiss, just one kiss. The way that he got her upstairs, he goes, Gretchen, who's I personally think at this point anxious, even in her drunken state, about someone being all over her saying, I have to go to the bathroom. And then Ryan goes, let's go find Spencer. Because Gretchen was asking about Tamara's younger son, Spencer. He's like, let's go find Spencer. So let's go find my little brother so I can get you alone upstairs, get you in the room and just, just one kiss, just one kiss. I have been in situations where I have been uncomfortable. I have been cornered by men thankfully not in a bathroom thankfully I did remember it but I felt like the only way that I could get out of it was to compliment them and flirt with them and be like I'm sorry you know I I can't I'm in a relationship so that's where I got so sick to my stomach because everyone being like oh she was flirting with him oh you're a really cute guy I would if I could but I'm engaged to a nice man I just feel like that was her fight or flight instincts you know obviously I wasn't there I'm not her but no matter what way you look at it it was messed up and then Tamara being like they went to the bathroom and like I don't know what happened in uh, there whatever she, she said was in her confessional it's yes. like her reinforcing her bad behavior yeah like the way she said it and they showed it a couple times because this happened over the span of two episodes yeah and you know she wasn't there obviously like I'm sure Ryan maybe told her you know what happened but her not being there so what she can do is get in her confessional and be like they just disappeared and I have no idea where they went like just continuing to plant seeds of doubt and did you notice even I'm sure you did but when they were sitting at the table all of them that Ryan was making like the shocker sign I think that's what it's called. I didn't notice that. He was literally sitting beside Gretchen, probably looking at Tamara. I don't know who he was looking at, (gasps) but like making... I'm so gay. I I wish y'all could have just seen me trying to make this. Feminine little hands. Making this like... Oh my God. And it's clear as day. I will literally show you after this. Like, so it was just, it was really... I did not see that. Wow. It was Tamara and Ryan in cahoots. And it's like, I don't know. You know, and it's so interesting because I feel like if that were to happen today, oh my God. Tamara would be fired. Fired, her reputation ruined, say goodbye to her businesses. It would be over for her, but it was back then and it was barely talked about. And I'm sure also it was sort of lightly touched on in the reunion. And Gretchen was embarrassed. She admitted she didn't remember a lot of it. And also, like Gina taking the shots away from her. Gretchen admitted that she was out asking for alcohol but it's like at a certain point your friends have to have your back at the very least women have to have each other's backs in those situations and to think i can barely talk i'm so angry yeah and to think that tamra would be literally the one putting her in an unsafe situation mm -hmm. that you're a bad person for doing that and there i mean of course there are opportunities for redemption but that's behavior that bad people do that's not an accident that's not being funny on housewives and at the end of the day by the way we're also looking over the fact gretchen is dealing with her fiance dying in the hospital doing 
very very poorly and they're like oh my god her fiance is dying let's get her yeah that's crazy but even you that's know, cruella Deville. i don't know if you noticed it but even at this dinner at a certain point like vicky looked annoyed yes like it yeah. was just i think everyone had known except for tamra yeah. that we had like crossed a line yeah and what i will say the one thing that this night gave us that is like a core memory to me and i don't know why but it's Poor Gretchen up against Dawn's arm and the way she says Tamra. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So from now on, when I'm annoyed, I will be saying Tamra. No, I'm just kidding. I will spare all of you. Just to wrap up the Gretchen part, I mean, should we get into the end, the reunion, and what we learned in the reunion that Tamra revealed with Gretchen? We sort of learn the seeds of Tamra's rage against Gretchen because Tamra believes that Gretchen is putting on a front. She's not really with this older man because she loves him and she's taking care of him as he's dealing with cancer. She is taking care of him because she is being paid. She is with him because it makes her look good. She's getting money out of it. And she's on the side dating other people. Why does Tamara think this? Because Tamara reveals, who knows if this is true, because it's Tamara, only Jesus Jesus and Satan. She reveals that she received phone calls at like what, very, very late, Late early in the morning, late in the night. Yeah. From Jay. From a guy named Jay. I didn't even remember his name saying, you know, I need you to tell Gretchen to come get me. I guess she had left him on the side of the road, allegedly. He had said, you know, oh, that whole relationship with Jeff is a front. And he's her boyfriend. You know, she that Jay is actually with Gretchen and that she felt bad about it when she went on the show. And so she sort of broke off with him or put him to the side so that she could focus on her relationship with Jeff when she got cast on the Real Housewives of Orange County. And that wasn't the only call. He called her repeatedly. So Tamara was like, you're full of shit, Gretchen. This person has said that you're doing all of this. And remind me what Gretchen responds with. I think like Gretchen was so taken aback that Tamara was kind of coming at her in this way. And what she tried to explain to her is that Jay is an old boyfriend. He is not someone she is currently dating or currently sleeping with. And, you know, like, so like basically it was the antics of an old boyfriend and that she's sorry that Tamara was looped into it in any way, but she, she kind of like, she didn't skirt around it, but like she, I think she was just very taken aback. And it's interesting because Tamara bringing this to the reunion is really one of the first times, I think, that like something that happened major that off camera got brought to the show. Right. And, you know, A, Tamara looks so good in her like chocolate dress. Unfortunately, <laughs> she does look incredible. I mean, as every villain does. Every <laughs> like, if you, like, if you're going to serve villain, you're going to look iconic. <laughs> the best villains, at least. But like her coming at Gretchen in that way, her saying, and this is the reunion episode paired with the lost footage episode, mm-hmm. but her saying to when she has her phone out to Gretchen, you're such a fucking victim, aren't you? Like the vitriol that was coming off of her and that in the lost footage episode, like you don't realize it in the reunion episode but it's actually happening during a break like Andy Cohen's not even in his chair like he runs up to get in his chair and he's like okay let's stop let's stop because like Vicky wasn't even on the couch and Lynn wasn't on the couch it was Gina Gretchen and Tamara and that's why uh, she also Tamara also gets up and leaves because they were on a break yeah but her saying you're such a, a victim saying fuck you don't get in the middle of it to Gina and just the way that she said it it's like like hate in her heart it's 
honestly yeah and then in that in the last footage episode Gretchen also like in that reunion moment is repeating to Andy kind of or to Gina or something saying that Tamara just called Gretchen I think the C word they bleeped it out but I think she said that and then Gina goes yeah she called me that too and it's just like and it like is a little unhinged and if you go back and watch it it's like oh here's off camera Tamara or like she's camera Tamara she's (gasps) terrifying terrifying Brittany Jean Brittany Jean Brittany Jean safe word safe word safe word like clearly the camera was on her but since it was a break and the reunions were still new like I think like that they caught her at a very real moment a hundred percent I mean you show who you are when you're at your best and at your worst and I mean she's really at her worst here and her accusing saying that Gretchen asked she and Simon to have a threesome like but also Gretchen's mouth opening and being like I can't believe you're doing like like she didn't deny it (laughs) I will say but like it was just a lot it was a lot Tamara was a lot this season and I mean I do have to say that one moment Tamara talking about Gretchen to me the two things her comparing her to Jessica Simpson perfect she really is Jessica Simpson that's a great way of saying that I have to give her those props and also that (laughs) moment when Gretchen says I'm not ready to be in a full-time relationship obviously that's political speak for I have been caught on camera with other men the paparazzi has seen me with other men I'm trying to say I'm not in a relationship the look that Tamara and Vicky give each other the full body us, turn us, 100% us. that is girlfriend behavior <laughs> I cracked it's like, up oh they're real friends oh the, exactly mm-hmm. exactly they both none of them neither of them changed their faces they just looked at each other held it for a beat looked back that's all you need I love. I have chills thinking about it. It was so good. It's like they are such a good duo for better or worse. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> okay. So also I think we have to talk about the day at the races, mm. you know, and mm-hmm. it was, it's not the scale of like naked wasted. It's far more, you know, petty and just like mean girlish. But whenever, <laughs> okay, so I will give Tamara this. She made me cackle. They had picked their hats and then Gretchen shows up at the races not wearing hot pink and Tamara in her confessional goes, let's comment about how she grabbed all the pink hats but didn't wear one of them. And it was, I like <laughs> cracked up. I was like, Tamara, I will give you that. But when they were at the actual event and they were kind of secluding themselves from Gretchen, Lynn, and Gina, uh, Vicky and Tamara that is, with their husbands Don and Simon and Vicky makes a comment about how the waiters are passing more food outside. Like just being Vicky being like, I want to eat relate I can relate but then Tamara goes the girls over there are a little chubby oh right and then she's like minus Lynn and then they she picks up her glasses and she goes cheers to skinny bitches it's just like little things like that and then when Gretchen hops over the little wall to talk with the people beside them because to be fair clearly they were being iced out and like it was not a good time in their little box yeah uh Tamara goes she loves to be the center of attention no matter where she goes what she does you know she just loves it you know I don't know I don't know what it was. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't breastfed as a kid. I was like, Tamara, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's just I'm like, sorry, it's a perfect burn. It's so dumb. I'm going to use that. Stop it. <laughs> sorry, it's But funny. then, but when she like, <laughs> Gretchen hopped the wall, Tamara also made a point of being like, those people are there are so low class. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, Tamara, take a breath. It's just like, breastfed. girl, like she was, it was so bad. Why are we laughing like this? Sorry, I can't was... recover from it. I forgot. It really is so funny. And this is why I do. I love to hate her because I ju- we just railed fatal on her flaw. for so long. Fatal flaw. I know. Allie's I fatal know. flaw, y'all. I Have mean, we talked about this on oh, the pod? No, I don't think so. Okay. So here's a flaw of mine. I will do the honors. Thank Go. You. Uh, <laughs> You're like, shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> no, I think we actually. Well, no, we haven't. So Allie, one of Allie's fatal flaws <laughs> is that if a housewife, no matter how awful or terrible like Tamara this season. Horrible. The you worst. Know, the worst. Can be the worst. If they make Allie laugh, they got to pass. I'm like, sorry. I'm a comedy writer. It's a fatal it's flaw. Just, I'm sorry. 
so like it's just something you will see when we're talking about housewives and yes. arguing will come up again and again i mean it's the same you with the breastfed bringing the breastfed thing i literally have is, i was just like is. she's the worst and i'm like god that's so funny it I'm gonna use funny. that and, yeah and like her commenting on like gretchen not wearing a pink hat also funny do you think gretchen uh, did that on purpose no i think gretchen I think... well i mean she like was not hiding the fact that she didn't want anyone else to have the pink hat. Right, but do, do you think I think she didn't do wear I it? think at the time she thought she wasn't going to wear pink? No, I think she got home and was like, "Oh, I look better in this," and she probably like looked over her shoulder at the pink hats and chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> like I think she was aware of it. Okay, okay. I think she was. Her eye went to the cuter thing. What I loved about this moment though was actually Gina kind of clocking it all because I she summed yeah. it up perfectly to me, and she was like, "I think Tamara's feeling a little insecure. Gretchen has a big happy smile on her face, a very infectious laugh. She just." <laughs> looked beautiful she looked like a movie star and i was like wow wow i was like you know allegiance is changing i was like and tamra is tamra and gina have never had an allegiance they have had a fake allegiance well i mean honestly though in my mind that was i'm glad you brought that up that really was a changing of the guards though because it was like tamra acknowledging that new blood is coming in and it even though she repeatedly said gretchen's not a threat to me i'm not worried about gretchen gretchen is a threat to her and gina could have been like oh this person is a threat to me and instead she's like no she's a beautiful movie star she's sweet she's an infectious laugh Mm -hmm. i mean i'd like to think in that moment that I would be a Gina but there are definitely people that I know that would be a Tamara in those situations but Gina was also like not just saying that to say that she was saying that to say that that's why Tamara doesn't like her like she was making commentary which is so a little like punchy but you know not quite okay I think we got to talk about Tamara and her family a little bit this was very interesting to me you know I gotta say Two things. Okay. There were two really touching moments to me with Tamara and her family. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, it wasn't with her and her dad. I could have cared less about that storyline. I don't know okay. what it was, but I was like, delete the account. Like Same. I said earlier, daytime Emmy. Yes. But something about when her mom, Sandy, in the first episode is like talking about getting a facelift and started tearing up and was like, she she didn't know if she'd ever be worth this. Aww. You know, I was yeah. like, Sandy. <laughs> Also, I like Sandy. I forgot. Sandy, yeah. Sandy's enjoyable. Yeah. Like, you know, she's, it's interesting because I do think in it, Tamara has hinted that there's definitely things that Sandy probably did in raising her that weren't the best, but it's generational in that, like, Sandy had Tamara young, Tamara had a baby young. Like, I know that dynamic. Mm-hmm. It feels very familiar to me. And I, I like Sandy. I like seeing her get her face lift and kind of, like, get a little more confident. Yeah. And that was really fun to see. I agree. And then the other really touching moment, surprisingly so. Okay, so Ryan will continue to be an interesting character. He, A, he and Simon are getting along this season, which shooketh when Simon is helping him move that big TV into his new place. yes. And then Ryan is, they're both like lifting this TV and then Ryan puts it down and then like (laughs) leaves and Simon looks at him and goes, heavy? And Simon goes, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) I thought that was funny. But the, the moment I thought was interesting and it was touching to me was between Ryan and Tamara when he is talking about why he got the tattoo on the inside of his lip which Tamara freaked out over and it's a tattoo that just says nugget and what he says and this is the first time Tamara is hearing this allegedly it's hard to know what to believe with her that Ryan and an ex-girlfriend had lost a baby when his ex-girlfriend was three months along and they had a miscarriage and what struck me is 
you know, Tamara was asking him if he's okay. And she's like, it takes a big man. I don't care how old you are to step up to a responsibility like that and whatever. Because Ryan was like, we were going to keep it. And she says she's very proud of him and wish he would have told her and that she could have been there. And the thing that was touching me was seeing Ryan tear up mm-hmm. because it, well, Tamara was obviously tearing up. But again, shock. Who's shocked? No one. Uh, but seeing Ryan tear up was like, like made me realize like, oh, this is at least real. It's real from both of them. I shouldn't yeah. be mean. But was really real for him in a, in a way I wasn't expecting. And I was so taken i was like right. caught off guard and like also seeing really macho straight men like tear up like that it's just yeah. like because like the patriarchy villainizes men feeling emotions anything it, it yeah. was just yeah. it was just i don't know it was a touching moment to see between the two of them i mean i liked it too and i, I you know i famously don't like ryan but you can't say that he does not love his mother. Like the look that he gives her whenever he sees her from across the room, even when he with the nugget tattoo, when she after she finished crying with fake crying with Vicky and he just looked at her like, come on, you know, you love me. There is a cute, undeniable bond between the two of them. A little weird, but it, it you know, weird. but I mean, you, I, it is touching at the end of the day to see like, again, this is not very normal, you know, to have housewives have real connections with their children. And so, you know, I agree with you. I thought that was a touching moment. And also I had one of those TVs in college and it was an absolute nightmare to move. It looks so heavy. We had four people move it and it's so, someone still got injured. And then we literally just left it in the apartment when we moved. Cause we're like, we can't get this it. out. No. And also the picture quality was not great. It was just really big and fuzzy. So. Oh, Lord. Also, I love that moment with Tamara and her mom. Uh, just going back to Sandy for a second. Is my mom my competition now? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's classic Tamara. It really is. It's like, it's like worrying about not being the hottest. Yes. Or seeing Slade at a party and saying he looks like a homo. Like, oh, it's always a... Fun homophobia. It's, it's right? Just like casual with the Tamara. And it's just... She exhausts me. And she will continue to exhaust me. And y'all will go on that exhausting journey with me. So thank you. <sighs> Wow. One thing that did make me cackle was in the lost footage episode. There were gems in that episode, I must say. Bravo was really giving it to us with that lost footage. Well, two things. So it's their anniversary, Tamara and Simon, and he... He is giving her gifts and he gives her this, uh, he gives her a Louis Vuitton bag and she has, and she says, my husband is such a romantic. He went and bought me a Louis. God bless him for that. I just thought it was really funny. (laughs) But more importantly, he also gives her this (gasps) drawing. Oh. And it's the, it's a drawing of the family. It's of Tamara, Simon, and their uh, four children. And Tamara like tears up in her confessional being like, oh, the personal gift, I loved it so much. But me, ah. as a viewer, I was like, they all look like serial killers. <laughs> it was like, I was like startled. What this Simon drawing reminded me of is like, you know when you see an ugly baby? <laughs> You see an ugly baby and you you can't say the baby's ugly because that's not the Christian thing to do. And yet sometimes babies are ugly. One time when I was younger, I went to the mall and I ran into an old, you know, friend of a friend and they had just had a baby. And I was like, OMG. So I look and turn around and look in the bassinet to see the ugliest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> not the bassinet. <laughs> The ugliest wow. baby. And you know, this baby grew up to be super adorable and oh. cute. But like just as a baby, not cute. And I remember the moment so distinctly because I so quickly had to do gymnastics in my head of being like, I know my face is showing that I think this baby is an is is <laughs> is not the cutest. And I had to 
figure out how to not show that so that this mother would not be offended. <laughs> and that is how I felt when Simon gifted the family drawing to Tamara. That's I was hilarious. like, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. My new sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> but how do I put a smile on my face and say thank you, honey, and still and still move on with my life? So it made me cackle, though. So I, I wonder thought where that painting anything. is today. My God. Oh, it's probably so one of them burned it. <laughs> <laughs> that painting does not exist anymore. Oh. Okay. Next up, do we want to do Lori? Oh, let's do Lori. Lori. Okay, so Lori only was in a few episodes this season. About the third episode in, she left the show and was no longer a real housewife. And she still pops up here and there. So we we got a, a short amount of time with her, which felt right to me. You know, yeah. both you and I said last episode that like it's hired or fi- like, yeah. you know, it's it, Lori's time had come. It had. And, you know, this season we we see much of the same. We see her living her fairy tale life while still kind of struggling with Josh's issues yeah. and kind of how that impacts their family. And that's why she left the show is to kind of focus on that. The thing that was really touching to me is hearing her for the first time say on camera in her confessional that Josh is battling heroin. Yeah, I feel like they've alluded to what he is struggling with, but have never actually said it, I don't think. And they did that. And like the score that was playing over it cut out when she said it. And it was just like... I was like, oh my goodness. It felt it felt very heavy. Yeah. But it was just it was a tough moment. It was a tough moment. But you know, her leaving the show to focus on her family, I feel like is what she needed to do. I agree. And I mean, we still got some great tidbits like her shading Ashley. Ashley is now in broadcasting school and also <laughs> starting a makeup skincare line. And as Ashley goes to check on her makeup line at this, you know, factory, she, <laughs> we see Lori going. Ashley has gone into the skincare line to say she fully comprehends it. She doesn't. She doesn't have a clue. (laughs) It cracks me up. And also when Lori, Ashley and Lori go to lunch or something and Ashley asks Lori for advice and Lori's like, I have a business degree. And I'm like, you do? Could have fooled me. Yeah. I was like, interesting. (laughs) I mean, kind of can see it, but her life has sort of been defined by finding a safe space like a man. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say it nicer. I said what I said. Um, But yeah, I was like, yeah, it's it's okay that you go. You you know know? what was funny is I have historically not been the biggest Ashley fan, but there was a moment later in the season where she like pops up at a party and I was like, oh, Ashley. And I was shocked that I felt that way. Uh, I think it just goes to tell like the OGs. You know, I have such a soft spot for OGs and like their family. So anytime they pop up, I'm always like, it connects me to the origin of the show you know i also loved a lori moment well actually really it's a gina and a vicky moment caked in a lori moment where lori whips out her black american express card and she's like it's made of titanium i could use it as a weapon if i need it and then gina's like do not tell vicky she will not sleep <laughs> i thought that was so funny. that was really good and also very true very true i don't feel the same way about ogs as you do I, to be honest it bothers me when i see them oh i don't know if that means i'm not a loyal bitch but like it does but, I, okay. but in the finale <laughs> like the little finale party that they had at that whatever that outdoor space we did not need to see joe and her bangs correct no we didn't need to see joe and her bangs we had already gotten a glimpse of kimberly we'll save that for gina's section we already seen a glimpse of kimberly and also Lori and her whole family turned up tammy knickerbocker and her family turned up i was like i don't need to see these people we've moved on i didn't mind it I think we should move on to Lynn. Lynn. How did you feel about Lynn? Okay. Well, Lynn is kind of the Lori replacement, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, after Lori leaves, Lynn arrives. I didn't realize how much I missed her. You know, okay. So, like, fair. Because in thinking about (laughs) it, I thought I couldn't stand Lynn. I was like, she's boring. She didn't bring anything to the table. Not that that's not true. (laughs) But what I didn't remember in watching it, that, like, she made me laugh out loud a few times. Multiple times. Like, like, she brought, okay, like, 
I don't need to see a lot of her daughters <laughs> or no. her personal life. And there are things she did where I was like, okay, girl. But the thing that like separated Lynn from the Tammy Knickerbockers or the Quint of the world is that like Lynn could actually make me cackle. Hundred percent. She wasn't as passive as I remembered her. I always At all. no because her children. Obviously, she's a passive parent. We'll yeah. talk about that for just a little bit because it's really repetitive at a certain point. But she wasn't as passive as a housewife as I remembered. And just like you said, I was like, I'm dying laughing right now. The the first time she met most of the women, she screamed cut when they were talking about their children. I was like, girl, <laughs> you brave. Also, Molly, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Can we not talk about kids or cancer? <laughs> I was just like, I was like okay, she has stepped on the scene in a way that I literally didn't remember. Right. You know, and <laughs> she also just like, okay, some of the moments she made me crack up was like at Raquel's birthday dinner and Alexa, Raquel is her oldest daughter. She turned 18 this season. Alexa's her younger daughter. She's 15 and Alexa had just seen her boyfriend outside oh. and comes in and she looks sad and Lynn's like, what happened? And Alexa's like, he said that I look like a stripper. <laughs> and Lynn goes, I can't believe Randy said boyfriend said that about her dress at the party because it was my dress. <laughs> I thought it was somebody, and her dad did not help men. Men, I swear, when he comes in, he sees Alexa, and he goes, "Hey, Lex, didn't recognize you." Like, I'm like, Dad, you aren't helping right now. She just had a crisis because she didn't feel like she looked like herself because her boyfriend said she looked oh. like a stripper. It was just very funny. Her dress, you know, absolutely no shade to strippers, but her dress was stripper adjacent for sure. And she's 15. It was a dress that stopped at her ass, so it was just not okay. Listen, she didn't want to wear that dress. Raquel made her wear that dress. <laughs> True, Jesus. Oh. And then also, I... <laughs> air conditioning. No, oh. no. When they're at dinner in Vegas, and Lynn is like, "I'm strong. I'm learning to cope. I'm learning to like cope." And she's talking like about the, within the group, and she's like, "I got a little plan. I'm just going to kill them with kindness, or just kill them." <laughs> The way she delivered that, yes. I literally screamed. It was so funny. I was like, okay, Lynn. And like for those who don't remember, this is funny because Lynn is a housewife who, as she said in her tagline, is obsessed with staying young, obsessed with staying beautiful. She does talk and operate at half speed. <laughs> and that's really not an exaggeration. It is very, very slow motion. Mm -hmm. Her brain seems to process things at a slower rate. And you think like someone like that, she does seem, some might call her spacey. She does seem a little spacey. When the women make commentary that she seems like she's high, like there, there's something true to that. She you doesn't know? She just not seems seem very, high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I hate when people are like, that person's high. And it's like, maybe there's something else going on. I think that that's something else going on is marijuana, but I think you nailed it perfectly when you said half speed. Yes. Very, very half speed. And, but then she'll come out with zingers like that. Like, did you just say zingers? Zingers. I'm sorry. Wow. What am I? What am I? Dawn? It's a, oh my God. She has turned around. She's coughing. I literally, wow, 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 wow. I have the cough speckles, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny to me because she does, like, she doesn't realize she's funny a lot of the time. I think that part of that is because she's not with us all the time mentally. The calls but are also, coming from inside the house. Yes, <laughs> somewhere deep in there. But she's great. She's endearing as a person. Yeah. And yeah, things it's like that like, just crack me up. She's not ill-intentioned in no. any way. No. And she surprisingly to me can hold her own in the group you know I mean obviously like the cut was too much like I understood why Vicky was annoyed with her immediately I also yeah. would have been but like at the reunion whenever 
Um, Andy says, it seems like Vicky really hurt your feelings uh, when she said you were ditzy and kind of repeatedly insulting your intelligence. And Lynn is like, a lot. Yeah, a lot. I would see that. I, I would see that a lot. And it hurt my feelings. You know how she just kind of rambles on. Yes. But then she said, it hurt my feelings because I know they're not both rocket scientists over there. And I was like, oh, Ooh. Miss Lynn came to read. Love it. Love it. And I was like, I want more of that. And I don't necessarily think it's, you know, I don't know if it's she's nervous because she's a new housewife or if she's just not that kind of person who will I just throw stones. Like that, very sensitive of a person. She is, which you don't really get that when you see her. She cares so much about not hurting her daughter's feelings or making them uncomfortable. She has told us she grew up in a very strict household and that her mother was tough on her, her father was very tough on her, ran a tight ship. And so it's, you know, we'll get into her kids, but (laughs) she seems like she's just very like, everything's cool, man. Let's just relax. Nobody get mad. Then she's something like, I'm in Vegas where she's like, what can you put horseradish on if you're vegetarian? <laughs> Shrimp? You can't write comedy like that. It, I was like, when oh. she When she gives, she gives. It is. It's giving Jessica Simpson buffalo wings. It's oh, very not Jessica ba- Simpson's twice in yes. one episode, honey. I mean, she has a presence. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed a lot of, of stuff. Even like the dumb moments where I think Gretchen maybe tried to call her out on, you know, I love you, Lynn, because you don't really know what's going on half the time. Whatever she said about the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that bit? Lynn was basically oh, not knowing if she had an air conditioner do, do you or not. Have air conditioning? I don't know. Then she's like, something just turns on in the middle of the night. It's always cold in there. I guess I have an air conditioner. <laughs> you're like, goodness. she's not joking. She really, that's how her brain is she processing. She genuinely does not know if she has an air conditioner. We're seeing it live. <laughs> I did like her and her marriage with Frank. They seemed to have like a lovely dynamic. Yeah. And I loved how like he just seemed to want to make his family happy, which will come into play in later seasons. I love the moment when she's sitting on his lap when they're kind of having a dinner to themselves. Oh. And he's like, how about a pole dance? And she said, a pole dance? Did you bring your pole? And then she said, half Paul will travel. <laughs> I was just like, she's so funny. And she doesn't even know, which is the charm. And I love how she's so not even a little bit scared of Vicky. Oh, not any of them. Any of them. Any of them. She doesn't care. I mean, yeah. I think that's part of the charm of surfer people from if you're from Orange County, you know, if you've got those surfer vibes, if you're a real beach person and she's from Laguna, which is very different than the part of Orange County that she's in now. Laguna is like at the time was a lot more laid back, a lot more chill, a lot less about like the diamonds and the, you know, I was almost said Rose. Wow. LVP coming soon. <laughs> but no, I, I think that you can sort of see that in her. And I did love that she wasn't scared of Vicky. She wasn't scared of the other women. She was going to speak her mind. And I, you know, I just really enjoyed her. I think that we needed, and as you said, this in a season that's so dark, we needed someone that like laughter. her. There was certainly darkness in her storyline, but she yeah. did make me laugh i mean do you want to get into the parenting stuff oh i was literally about to be like you want to talk about vicky oh (laughs) that's how much i just like glazed over her children if i'm being honest okay and i don't agree with you on that i find her children so fascinating i stalk them from time to time i just am so interested in unparented kids because i was you know and just like you and yet you hate shane and you you know what, Touche? God, you really stopped me in my damn tracks. I didn't have a comeback. Continue, continue. I think that there's just something so interesting about like her older daughter, Raquel, who's 18, is just openly drinking, is just openly <laughs> talking about, oh, I used to smoke pot and, you know, getting drunk off camera, getting drunk on camera. I was like, wow, I wonder what the laws were back then. But I guess she wasn't a minor. I don't the know. Bathroom I was, in the bowling alley. The bathroom in the bowling alley. <laughs> a like, memoir. Girl. It was all. She just Not is, a memoir. Sorry. She just was very. 
very like she was very much like Orange County and like Josh said and I want to say season one maybe even season two like just one of those aimless Orange County kids after they graduate and you know Lynn never wants to upset them when she like cleans the house she's scared to turn on the vacuum when the girls are sleeping well past 10. My mother um, could never relate no. to that. It's like welcome to Saturday it's 7 a.m. Why aren't you indexing the window yet? Yeah yes. we are cleaning. No, Why are you asking if someone's coming over? No one's coming over. Yeah it's I don't know it's the whole thing about underage drinking you know when they asked Lynn at the reunion because there was a lot of documentation on the show of Raquel drinking being open about it being irresponsible not caring seemingly not parented about it they were like what do you think of that Lynn like what do you feel when you see that she's like I see me when I was a teenager um okay (laughs) I mean everyone has their moments I was not a drinker in high school I had definitely had friends who were but we were at least hiding it. I mean, people were at least like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this in a basement somewhere. Certainly if a camera is rolling you around oh like, my, girl. Right. And that's just, that's no fear, you know? So anyway, that part of it, you know, seeing the parenting part of it was not great. But other than that, enjoyed Lynn. Happy she was there. Yeah. How about Vicky? Oh, How- Miss Vicky. <laughs> I know you have some thoughts on Vicky. Let's go. Okay. Well, I mean, this is the Vicky that where I sort of start to turn because I mean, how could you not? Honestly, like we like we talk about, there's that side of Vicky who's so great, great mother, great businesswoman, trying her best to be best, you know. But it really only takes a little bit of Tamara sort of inching her toward the other way for her to be very mean and judgmental and self-righteous. Like, I completely forgot about, what was it, Vicky Helps? What was that, <laughs> her organization on the yacht or on the... Oh, I do not remember the name. Yeah, but what she, Vicky Helps people because she thinks she's the best. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but she had some sort of like self-help conference she was throwing for women, which I actually think is great, good for you. Like, she does have great wisdom to impart on people, but then she say things like if I can what was it, the thing about the stripper like if I can get one more stripper off, stripper off the pole then I'll have done my job and it's like what okay. what was it what was the quote <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> shut that up was one of my favorite moments <laughs> in terms of like comedically oh. that moment was incredible do you disagree I mean it was so funny it, so what she says yeah. she's hearing okay what was funny about it is Vicky is listening, so she's on this like little cruise retreat thing, and this woman is telling her story about how she used to be a stripper, and her, the, you know the woman who used to be a stripper is talking, and she's like, "Money was good, but when you're fifty and sixty, you know you can't throw on the heels anymore and, and chuck it at the pole or whatever she said." <laughs> and it cuts to Vicky listening and softly going, "That's tough." <laughs> It was. And then, and then at the end of this segment, Vicky and her talking head said, you know, if, if we can get one more dancer off those poles, you're, you're doing the right thing. It was it was camp. Like it was it so, was camp. It was, so it was like funny. if it wasn't Vicky, I'd be like someone's faking it. It's not real. Vicky soft. That's tough. In response to the stripper story. Like I tears in my eyes. It was so funny. It was said this is the same Vicky. I mean, I'm calm all the time. I'm not like a crazy loony tune all the time. And it's like, what? <laughs> Cut to Brianna literally taking her blood pressure while she's working. Uh, 140 over 90, dear. <sighs> she, okay, so a couple things about Vicky. Her marriage with Dawn is sort of unraveling because of her. I yeah. mean, there's nothing else about it. I don't know was... a lot about Dawn, but she just was picking fights with him on purpose to make him look bad. And it's Dawn, so he didn't look bad. I mean, he just looked frustrated and sad. Can I say a thing? Yes. I can't help but wonder if this off camera. <gasps> mm-hmm. Say it, say that, say it. Was when the bricks of it all was starting. It makes sense. Wow, not you dropping this bomb. Okay. (laughs) Wow. We we won't go into it, but like 
for for the people who know, if you know, you know. The girls who know, the know. girls who know, know. Ali and I wrote it on the bathroom stall. <laughs> no, I. But I do. I. You know, Vicky. And here's the thing that's tough. I am a Vicky fan. There are moments where I am not a Vicky fan. This season was one of those. It was really tough to see her saddle up with Tamara and be a mean girl. It was really tough just to see how she treated Don because we all know this is a Don Gunvalson's like stan account. It is. And say it loud, but, say it proud. But the thing, <laughs> say it one more time for the girls in the back. Um, but the thing is, is like Vicky's behavior really changed this season, which mm-hmm. obviously is indicative of something else happening in her life. Yep. Like we can't just say, oh, Tamara came in, so she changed. Like I think that was obviously a factor in one little segment of it. But like Vicky clearly clearly is going through something she's unhappy in her marriage her love tank is not full as she tells us not as many times as i thought she did but we'll get more of that later Ugh, um hate love but, and i and i wonder if like this is when kind of behind the scenes the brook stuff was starting to happen and you know so for those who don't know about brooks i mean we'll get to him later he will be a topic of conversation but what you need to know in the context of me and xavier being shady about this <laughs> is he's one of vicky's interesting friends off screen and don deserves better and that's all you need to know. Truly. So back to Vicky and Don. That's just my little theory. I, I think that could have been at play while this stuff was happening. And it was just tough to see because I do like I've been endeared to Vicky. I love Don. I root for them. So I just hated her picking on him and like embarrassing him. And not to say that he is perfect. Like I'm sure much has happened off camera that we haven't seen. Like, but I don't know. It, it was tough to watch. It was, especially <laughs> things like I mean, this is what makes me sad. Things like the their white people taco night when Vicky was getting ready to make the tacos and Don's like I've been thinking about it all week and they literally just like uh, literally put out the sour cream put out the pre-made salsa put out the flour tort the mission flour tortillas they were living for it too girl. and yet yeah, he was talking about not adding extra things to the ground like all of this to say beyond the fact that it was funny he's such a simple person and he really only wants so little from her you know chiefly her attention and her love and she just won't give him any of it and it seems like in this case the more famous she gets or the more away from home life and away from the guilt of the relationship she gets the more she pushes him away like should we get into the trip that she did not invite him to the Mexico trip with Brianna and Michael. Oh yeah, let's get into the trip. I mean, it's just a brief thing. Don was so sad that Bri- that Vicky would not invite Bri- him. Brianna was sad. Yeah, you know? everyone was sad. It was, it was like, like this is weird. Where, right, Michael why? doesn't feel things, so he didn't feel anything. <laughs> Michael but... was feeling trying to feel something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Huh. Um, <laughs> I'm not okay. Um, CPR. Um, no, he's just one of those people that there's no, if you invite him to a trip, nothing bad's going to happen. You can just tell from what we've seen on camera. And the fact that she would go out of her way to be like, no, I, I just want it to be a thing with me and the kids. It's like she's starting to establish with them, just like if these kids were little, patterns without your dad there because the, she wants them to get used to Don not being there. Obviously, the kids are grownups. It's not going to be the same thing as if you had like a younger child, you needed to have them adjusted to something. So it was like she was doing it to herself. And she is a child mentally to me. So it was one of, yeah, she really is a younger child. I mean, even like when she goes and visits her family, which we're going to get to that, I really want you to talk about that because I feel like you have some good thoughts on that. But when Vicky goes to visit her mom and she's talking about, you know, I work and I do all these things because I want to buy things. She's like, want less things. You should want less things. And it's like, those are things that you tell children. I don't know. 
and the constant need for approval and gaslighting people into liking her and then treating them like shit. This is the Vicky that I knew was coming. And this is the Vicky. I mean, I've spent the first three episodes on Orange County being like, Vicky was my this. I liked Vicky. Vicky made me laugh. Because Vicky, it ends here. Vicky, it doesn't fully end here. Well, for me, it does. Fully? I don't dislike her. She's not the villain like Tamara to me, but... I have so little patience, as I just said, Tamara, I have so little patience for people who are hypocrites and treat people badly. And the same thing, I know, I'm, I never said that I had patience for Tamara, but it's one of those things like the van moment, that was sort of the beginning, truthfully, of it for me. Because like, if you would talk to someone like that, it doesn't matter. I know that all this stuff happens. We all get angry. But it would be like this celebrated moment in your canon as a person. I would be so embarrassed if that was it. And it's like she obviously will go out of her way to treat her seemingly, what we see on camera, very nice husband that way. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not into it. I and think, I she think drives me crazy. That we can... Although it's tough, I think we got to give a little bit of something, a little bit of wiggle room just because, I mean, they've been married so long. Only Jesus knows what's happened between them. How long? Not that. Okay. I didn't feel like. Like a good 10 to 15 years now. Okay. I guess that's that's a long long time. time. That's a long time. But, you know, and this brings me to the Dawn point I kind of wanted to bring up is like, I think Vicky has some resentment towards Dawn, which is interesting. It really gets brought up for the first time in this season. Resentment. Like what? Whenever she says to him. You know, whenever they're talking about Mike Sr., you know, and the fact that Don... Oh my gosh, the Mike Sr. moment. And the fact that Don did not adopt Brianna and Michael, you know, I think that... I think Vicky feels some type of way about that. And I think that's really interesting and fair. And I think it digs deep into stuff in their relationship. I don't know. It's it's like I, for the first time, was like, oh, there's deep issues here that they have not worked through. I don't know if I agree with you on that because on which part on the the Mike senior thing was I mean Don what does he say he's he says he's, he's a he, piece of shit or he something? said he's a piece of crap he hasn't been involved since day one and that's when Vicky's like well you never adopted them you should have adopted them and Don said doesn't matter I raised them I've been there for them he hasn't I've earned the right and then he was like don't ever throw that in my face again honestly I side with Don on this I, I I'm not saying that the not adopting the kids wasn't this big part of Vicky's life I just think that it's something that she she came to terms with a while ago or something that she maybe didn't press that much with Dawn a while ago. I just think that she brought it up as a playing card here. I don't know. I'm not saying it wasn't meaningful. I'm not saying it was a thing. I just don't believe that this is the moment to like, she's bringing it up in this moment on purpose because she wants to paint Dawn a certain way because everybody knows he looks so great on camera and she doesn't. So I don't know. I don't personally agree with you. And then also when she, she, that weird moment with Mike senior, like, but it to me, I feel like she was throwing it in his face, and I definitely, I just don't think it mattered that much to her in that context. I don't agree with that, and I don't agree with you. I don't agree just because I've seen how that scenario shakes out, like okay. in a really personal way, and I know that 10, 15, 20 years down the line, people have big feelings about it. Okay, so I've I, never experienced that, so maybe that's me. But I don't think you're completely wrong. I think Vicky did bring it up intentionally, like you said, but I do think it comes from a place of hurt, and it's unresolved, and. I think that's an issue in their marriage and that we got to kind of see at play in that episode. So it's just, it's really, I don't know. It's really interesting. And I think what's interesting too, is it also does trickle down to the children. We've seen Brianna kind of have this, identity crisis of sorts when it comes to both her biological father and Don and not quite knowing what her relationship is to him and I think Vicky feels that and I think if he had adopted them when they were younger and maybe or Vicky feels this way and taken that like ownership then maybe her children wouldn't quite feel 
like they're a part of two different worlds. You know, you do bring up a good point because to me, someone like Don, who's like, I raised those kids, he was there for them. They're his kids to him. I fully believe that. I I agree with you. But then Brianna will say, I always saw Don as my mom's husband, not my dad. And it's like, I just wonder what that disconnect was. I thought it was just maybe because he's not the type that enjoys going deep. And then Brianna's not, sorry, we're 12. Um, (laughs) So sorry. Everything's fine. I have like a weird crush on Don Gumbel since I know, what's wrong with us? You know, makes the colon quiver. Oh my god, Anywho. suddenly when I see a Hurley shirt. <laughs> oh. um, but no, I just think that we... Put a little we... fuzz on the head and call it a day. <laughs> but no, I, I get what you're saying with the with Brianna. You can see it in her face when she talks about Dawn and how she feels like she doesn't have a father and especially all the stuff that went down with Colby this season. Oh my god. We gotta talk about it. I know you want to talk about this because oh you have been... My- God. I, I will say when the season started, I was like, she's still with Colby? Yes. I did not remember it going on this long. <laughs> Picture it. I'm here. You're here. Get your popcorn. Get Ooh, your Diet Coke. It's or being popped. Cherry Cola. I... Put some respect on the name. <laughs> You're Brianna Gumbelson. You've been going out with Colby for five years? I got my Maybe even on a little bit longer. <laughs> my scrubs that my mom bought me. Because <laughs> I'm easy. I wear rainbows, not heels. But <laughs> I love her. Also, rainbows were a huge brand. Anyway, sorry. So you're Brianna. You've been going out with Colby. Every single year, you guys go to this Dave Matthews concert. You drive up together. It started out as a huge deal with your mom, and then she sort of forgot. So you go anyway. You camp, because I guess people do that, and go to this concert. Can't relate. She's been feeling a little bit of distance with her and Colby. Vicky has told us this on camera. But she's like, don't worry about it. Everyone goes through things. They didn't seem to have any big fights. They've never broken up before. And then the day that you guys were supposed to go to the concert, you're loading the car, you're putting your Jansport backpack filled with vodka in the back, <laughs> and he's putting port. his Jansport vodka, <laughs> Jansport vodka, Jansport backpack filled with hot Cheetos in the back. Oh. And then he stops and he turns to her and he drops his bag and he says, Drops her bag. Excuse me. He drops her bag and says, I can't go anymore. I don't love you and leaves. Wow. And that was the end of Brianna and Colby, which was a thing for four straight seasons. And that was Brianna's sort of rock. That is stone cold. It was. I have chills. First of all, I forgot about I can't go anymore. The bag. I was like blacked out. I don't love you. Anymore. That's for, I mean, hello, One Tree Hill. That's very One Tree Hill. Brooke Davis heart. (laughs) I just wanted you to fight for me. (laughs) I know. I get feelings every time. I know. And she. Oh, we need to rewatch One Tree Hill. And she- literally the first episode, I I do One Tree Hill watches. Sorry, we are taking a tangent. No, no, I'm, I'm here. I for do it. One Tree Hill watch it rewatches every once in a while. And in the first episode, I'm always like, this show's so bad. Why? And then literally, I'm sobbing, sobbing before I know it because I'm like, Brooke Davis just wanted him to fight for her. You need to shut off the logical part of your brain and just feel in the same way that your hormonal body was like developing as you were a teenager. You feel nothing but like rage or happiness or horniness or sadness. It's literally just all of the intense feelings or you want a teenager or you want to go to war after heartbreak so <laughs> say that talk about that so after one of my favorite quotes of the entire <laughs> season colby has bro- broke like shattered brianna's heart like disrespectfully so in my opinion yeah as a brianna stanner she goes to her mom's office and she proceeds to tell her that she wants to be a nurse <laughs> in the army and when vicky kind of protests that and she says do you have to join the military brianna loudly exclaims yes i want to go to war i want to go to war and what? Li- vicky has this like 
kind of nervous. I wish you guys could see right? me. Like, so head bobble of like, <laughs> 2008, <laughs> honey. We yes. are in war. Actual, I mean, we're in war. But in this time to join, that's, it's a lot. I mean, that's being like, I want to put myself, and she, well, didn't she want to be like a, it's not called a conflict nurse. A trauma nurse. Yeah, she wanted to be a trauma nurse. She wanted to be on the front lines. Like, very that, I think. I mean, that's a lot. And she's so calm when she says all of this. She's really the opposite of Vicky. Vicky's manic, especially if she's processing this information. She's very, <laughs> like, you know, measured when she tells Vicky all of this, but she's clearly pushing something down. Yeah, because she's having a hard time this season. Because, yeah. like, when she earlier in the season was crying over the Havasu house, I was like, Brianna's going through something. Yeah. And I think it was, she was clearly going through stuff with Colby. Like, that doesn't just come out of nowhere. So there had to have been something. They'd had a few, a few issues that we lightly heard, like you said, from Vicky yeah. leading to the breakup. But it was, I don't know. And part of me wondered... This is housewife's theory. Like, I mean, like mother, like daughter, if this is true. Her suddenly wanting to go to war. I was like, when did she start talking to Ryan? Like, it's probably too soon, but they knew each other. They had known each other since high school, you know, right? Like, they knew each other years before that. So I was like, what is influencing what? So Brianna does end up... Should we say this part? Ryan becomes a big part of Brianna's life in later seasons. And he is in the army. And and they had talked, you know, years before. So I wonder if they had reconnected. Yes. You know? Just a thought. I wonder that as well. I mean... It's just crazy to me. I am glad that Brianna gets to sort of be her own woman now because she very much was like in that committed relationship so, so, so young. And, you know, I, I, I'm excited to see Brianna moving forward. We really did get to see she and Vicky kind of grow closer too. It's which like, I liked. Which I, I love. When she, ca- I mean, I guess when, when she called Vicky, because I know that Vicky's a good mom regardless of all this stuff. You can tell, obviously. But when they were in Vegas, was it? And Vicky go and gets a call from Brianna. She answers right away, goes mm-hmm. and just talks her down like a mom i was like oh i'm glad that she She calls her and talks to her she was speaking in hushed tones she was on camera like you could just tell and like it's hard because i you can tell brianna has like a trust in her mother yeah which we will later see tested in later seasons and that's what makes it excruciating but i love getting to see that closeness now because we'll go on a journey with them and although it gets tough at times we their mother daughter like they are a staple of the show they will always come out on top yeah okay (laughs) i think we just got to we got to touch on Vicky and Tamara. Yes. Just a little bit. And just say it is like, you know, the foundation of an iconic duo, not only in Orange County, County history, but in Housewives history. Um, them stomping on the grapes together. I was like, when are Allie and I going to Ohio? Like- <laughs> <laughs> when? No. Next weekend. Great. But like it was just so and like Vicky accidentally just squeezing her boob because oh. that's very unlike Vicky at this point. At least. Yeah, she's very demure and it, at and this point. Still. It was just de- it delighted me. It delighted me. And that look that you said earlier of them oh. at the reunion. I mean, I the foundation of the friendship is being born. Have a Sue. And so many people treat Vicky like I would, to be clear, but with like kind of awkwardness and kid gloves because she is a little bit manic and she does sort of rattle things off. She's very anxious. She's always working. She's always sorry. I just remembered when Gretchen was talking about Jeff not doing well in the hospital and all we hear in the background is click, 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 click
chat typing and then Gina's like she's just doing fun emails I mean there is so much about Vicky where people are just sort of have her at an arm's length and don't understand her and Tamara chooses to understand her and she's like yeah but you know it is crazy but that's Vicky that's Vicky and I'm sure that's really nice especially when you're an adult and you have children I mean I don't have children but I'm an adult and when someone gets me in my 30s I'm like oh my god this is so special this doesn't happen anymore you know and are they the first this is my question and I'm wondering I don't want to erase anything in these other seasons do we feel that in the Housewives franchises across the board this is the first real BFF friendship forming because of the show they are in season four you know versus other people only being in seasons one I I don't know that it's the first yeah only because I feel like Vicky and Lori got close. Although I guess that was pre-show. But they weren't even girlfriends to me. But I do you know? feel like Vicky and Gina got very close. Okay, that's fair. You know what? So that's that, true. But, yeah. but Vicky and Tamara, I mean, you know, maybe not as season four, but we'll see it moving on. Like, it goes deeper, obviously. Yeah. But I would say that Vicky and Gina might have that title. I agree with that. That's a good point. Yeah. But this is close. This is close. Yeah. And it is worth noting that at the reunion, the other women kind of crowned Vicky Queen of Orange County. Good as for early, you. As early as season four. <laughs> That's, I thought that was interesting. It is. And also, they you can sort of see the look on their faces, them realizing, oh, this isn't going to always be our show. Yeah. I think because nobody knew what Housewives was going to turn into. At this point, they have Atlanta on the scene. They have New York on the scene. It's Orange County is in season thing. four. Yeah, it's becoming a fame monster so much bigger than all of them. And I think that some of them sort of start to feel the show slipping out of their fingers. And they're really holding on to it as much as they can. Even Tamara in her second season. Well, because she's desperate. Yeah. Uh, but. <laughs> Victoria's like, you're not going to catch me slipping, at least not for another decade. I know. <laughs> not sooner than that, in my opinion. But Okay. Gina. I love Gina. Like, I love Gina. I love Gina. Mm. I, oh. I kind of fell out of favor with her this season. That's okay. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. The, you know, when I think of this season... I think the most emotional moment to me and something that sticks out to me in this season is Gina saying, I want to spend the rest of my life being treasured. Oh, that was really nice. And then her saying not yelled at, you know? And I felt like Gina really entered a new phase of her life in that she was finally willing to put herself out there again. And like, you know, she got along with everyone for the most part this season. She, which she's always kind of been that person. She's the Jill Zarin of Orange County in a way. The connector, I yeah. guess. Or that Jill is the Gina of New York. But I, that moment of her just admitting that she wants to be treasured, I just, it kind of ruins me a little yeah. bit. It's like her being so vulnerable with us. And I don't know, like, I just really like Gina. There's something about, and she's just so damn funny. And her humor is so bad sometimes. But you just can't help but be like, oh, I, I, unless she's not. There are yeah. moments. Okay, <laughs> there yeah. are moments. There are. No, you know I agree with you. It's my rule of like... Like, if you make me laugh, I tend to sometimes forget about the things that you did for a minute, you know? And I have to say, she did look really good this season, too. So good. She looked beautiful this season. And I liked her being sort of, in a way, the outsider. She didn't really have a close friend this season. Yeah, Gretchen she, and Lynn kind of had each other. Yeah. Tamara and Vicky kind of had each other. And she was just sort of hanging out. She wasn't going to be friends with Lori. So I just, I don't know. I kind of liked her being, it made me sad because I was like, she doesn't have a lot going on, especially when she went on that date with that guy, which was incredible. That And she was like, you're kind of my first date and then proceeds to like be so self-deprecating the entire i was like that would be me if i had a date again just being like you don't want to date me are you sure you want to do this why are you on a date with me i'm a nightmare i'm this she you know i just it made me sad because 
you can tell she's already lonely with the kids out the house except for Colton but he's off doing his own thing and I don't know I liked it as a viewer but it made me sad as someone who is a fan of her but I do think we're starting to see I mean and I think that Tamara via Gretchen said something about Gina being jaded bitter sorry bitter is the word she used I am getting Gina bitter and in my opinion Gina gets more and more bitter and I was like oh I didn't realize it happened this early in season four so that's just sort of how I felt you know her and Kara that was it was oh my god the Berkeley car ride the Berkeley car ride let's talk about it tattoo it on my ass because it's <laughs> like it's so funny I mean like they treat each other terribly but we've known this for seasons yeah. but the Berkeley car ride just cracked me up basically she's moving Kara into her new place in Berkeley so they're driving from Orange County which is a seven hour drive and you just like see it's she Kara and Frankie in the back seat because he just won't go away but I'm kind of <laughs> endeared to their friendship now I'm just I like I don't care anymore I, do, I don't yeah, care I'm like, like it, hey. it is what it is like clearly they're like like she yeah. referred to him as Uncle Frankie, which is a little weird to Kara. Yeah. And like hilarity ensued because Kara would go 80 or more. And Dino was like, don't go so fast. And then at one point, Kara needed to fish into her purse to get something. So Frankie put it on the middle console and Gina snatches it and she says, no, digging in the purse at 80 and throws it in the backseat <laughs> of Frankie. It's just so funny. It is. Like they're so dysfunctional, but it also is like it's part of their weird charm. And it's a vulnerability on screen you don't see with a lot of housewives. She really does put it all out there. She has since season one she really has which is interesting because i feel like i had heard at a certain point that gina's downfall was being less open yeah you know but like to me it's like she really has put it all out there yeah she has yeah oh my gosh her and vicky traveling oh my gosh wait lots to unpack there actually lots to un- <laughs> a lot happened a lot and it's In really just one trip the thing with vicky and gina is like i started to realize this season that they have said things to each other on camera that have aired to millions of viewers. So at this point, I think they're both ultra defensive of what comes out of the other person's mouth. And not only that, they feel like they have to one up. Like if you expose something about me, I kind of got to expose something about you. And that is the downfall. Yeah. So like when they're on their trip, first of all, I did love, (laughs) it's like, yes, all this is happening, but they're also still delightful together. It's like they, you understand why they get along like they do. And I do think they ultimately protect each other still. Like we see kind of when Gina's dealing with her kids at various points, like Vicky defending her because Vicky's not going to just let, you know, someone walk all over Gina. And we'll we'll touch on that more in a second. So I do, I am so endeared to them as a duo. So that's why it's kind of sad that like that friendship dissolved a little bit this season. Yeah. With Tamara in the corner foaming at the mouth, yes, as she always does. But I did, I did feel, I was like, it's interesting, especially in Havasu, A, Gina bringing Frankie to Havasu. <gasps> she woke up. Turf. She woke up and chose Violet. She did. <laughs> like, straight up. I was like, Gina. But like, and then, I don't know. And that's when Tamara and Vicky were getting closer too. And I sometimes felt like Tamara was quick to put Gina down in front of Vicky. And she was like kind of capitalizing on it. But like, when people show you who they are, believe them. But I was like, when Gina brought Frankie, I was like, girl, <laughs> it's not going to be good for anybody. But Gina's like so blase sometimes that yeah. she's just like, whatever I thought it was over you know what I mean question for you do you feel that Gina in doing a lot of the things she did things like bringing Frankie to have a sue things like calling out all of Vicky's like weird behavior like the comment about her friends her and her college friends these are my best friends these are my people my people my people (laughs) that's a quote for later but I wonder if she was setting up Vicky 
to like push herself away. I, you know, because I think that at a certain point, Gina is over the antics. She doesn't really need Vicky, fr- a Vicky friendship to be on the show. Not that I doubt the authenticity of that friendship, but I think it's enough is enough. Like what we see of Vicky on camera, some of it is performative, but she is who she is. She is who she is. And I can't even imagine what she's like off camera talking about what she looked like on camera. And so I sort of feel like Gina's like, I've kind of had enough of this. And so I just wonder if she was doing things on purpose because Vicky looked like the asshole being like, why would you bring Frankie? All this stuff. Of course, Gina kind of looked bad too. She did, yeah. She did, but I I just wonder if it was a setup a little bit. I don't know that I feel like it was on purpose or a setup, but I do think she was kind of over it. Yeah. I I don't know that it was as intentional as that, but I do think at a certain point she saw, you know, the things that had already happened with them with Frankie and whatnot, the little comments that they make toward one another, which is kind of just Gina's sense of humor, but like kind of the knob was cranked up this year. And also I think Gina seeing how Vicky and Tamara were acting seemed to put a, a bad taste in her mouth. Like she can get down with the get down in terms of being mean, <laughs> but like I don't think she ever sets out to do it. So I think, you know, she just kind of put her arm up and was kind of over it. Yeah. I think that's the, I don't know. I mean, even things like when, <laughs> when Vicky was dancing in the club, was it in Vegas? Mm-hmm. And then Gina, I'm getting blackmail pictures uh, pulling out just- her phone. <laughs> That's just Gina's sense of humor. That's yes. so, it so works so against funny. her in an arena like this. Yes. It just looks so bad. But I, it's just like, I think she thought that was the most funny thing in the world. Uh, yeah. You know and it was. I mean? She's correct. I mean, I, Vicky did put her hand up as a guy was kissing her, her cheek. So like the blackmail is probably ha- what I would give to see those photos. <laughs> oh my God. Same. Someone contact Gina, please. Right now. And pull up the 2008 footage. Thank you. That's Um, so funny. (laughs) But I I think we have to kind of touch on the jabs that they would kind of take at each other a little bit. You know, whether it be Gina kind of defending Mike Sr. in a way. Oh, my God. That was weird. It was, you know, because like Vicky's her friend, you know. But here's the thing that Vicky points out is that Gina has an impulse to defend irresponsible men. You know, and I think it's something that is I think that's a true statement. I think that's a fair statement of Vicky to make. Did I hear what Gina was saying in that like he wasn't like to her? Vicky moved across the country and this is a man that doesn't have a lot of means. I feel like we've seen to like fly a lot. Like I understand where Gina was coming from, but it's like, that's your girlfriend and y'all are on camera. Don't act up. (laughs) Also like break the cycle. You're Uh, not in the grip of a man. Well, I mean, he sort of moved back in, but you're not in the grip of an abusive man anymore, at least verbally abusive. I just didn't like it, which she, you know, like, absolutely if someone is talking shit on a man that Gina has had interactions with she's gonna defend the man and it's kind of sad you know I'm not saying every single time she has to take her friend or the female's perspective of course not but it's kind of sad that you can depend on her to take the shitty male perspective especially with Mike Sr. when it's like you didn't have to say any of that you don't even know him it's like Gina just because you have spent a lot of your adult life doing that doesn't mean that Vicky needs to Vicky's a different woman you know and that's just what it came down to Listen, your fave. We got to see some of your fave this season, Mr. Shane. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we got to see who he really is. So, listen, y'all. We know that this episode has been deep. It's because there's so much stuff that and happened wide this season. And long. Oh yes. Girl. See, Shane brings it out of me. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't even I say start, that. Should I start calling you Allison De La Rosa? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Allison. great name. <laughs> Allison De La Rosa. That's wow. That's your drag name. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that my drag name? It wow. might be. It used to be Hemingway. Who but... <laughs> I can't <sighs> stand you. 
<laughs> was so good. Wow. Anywho, Shane. Shane. That was tough. That was tough. But I, and this is another example. <laughs> it's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing. This is another example of Vicky and Gina being who they are. Yes. When they're at the game and Shane is playing and Colton is there and oh. Colton's being rude to his mother, telling her not to eat the Dippin' Dots. A, how dare you, Colton? Yeah. When a girl wants her Dippin' Dots, you don't get between a girl and her Dippin' Dots, Shut your honey. Shut your little mouth. How there, dare you? I want some cotton candy Dippin' Dots right now. But anywho, <laughs> you, you know, he was like, don't eat that, blah, blah, blah. And Vicky, and I think this was fair of her to do. Vicky just has like a very specific idea when it comes to parent-children dynamics. But Vicky was like, don't talk to your mom like that. And she said it nicely, but she was like being Vicky. And I, as it was clear this year, both of their children, whether it be Colton or whether it be Michael talking s- about Gina. Sometimes Kara. Or sometimes Kara cannot, or Shane, cannot stand the other. So like Gina's children do not like Vicky. Vicky's children, I don't think are keen on Gina. <laughs> So, like, that is starting to bubble, too. So, Colton is like, I don't understand why Vicky has to butt into everything. And the way that Victoria Gunvalson turned over her shoulder and looked at him. And that, and then she turns to whoever. I don't even know who it was. She turns to someone else who's also at the game. And she says, wow, he needs slapped across the face. <laughs> but then Gina, being Gina, trying to manage everyone playfully, goes, Colton wants me to be skinny. As she grabs her dots. It was so funny. It was so it was, bad. It was so bad. It was good. It was so it bad. Was it was so was bad. Good. It was good. It was bad. Like, and it was just, and like, you probably get this. I know I get this with just how I was raised. Never in my life would I speak to one of my mother's friends like that. She no. would, my mother would be the Vicky. Yeah. Like she, like never in any world would Michael or Brianna say something like that to Gina in no. person because Vicky would nip that in the bud. And I appreciate that about her. I think when it happened to Vicky, Vicky wanted a little bit of support, but <laughs> Gina just isn't that parent. So Gina was kind of playing like peacekeeper which i think she's story done of her, her life her household yes. exactly and like when they were having the dinner with shane it was so funny because right before vicky says it i had the exact same thought she literally stole the words out of my mouth in her confessional whenever she is like i think shane and colton both treat gina the way that matt treats gina yeah. and i was like oh it's so sad and then gina even admits that and she's like she it hurt her feelings when shane's disrespectful for, to her but she knows it's what he grew up with and that's what he knows right. and I was like oh all they all need therapy it's just sad and it's just sad to see it carried on you know you, not that I was ever going to give Shane an excuse he tells his mom to like get the F away from him the second that she sees him on camera he tells his mom he's gonna I don't know what he's basically don't come to my game yeah. cursing at her saying all of these things and she's just like uh, he's being mean it's just that's so much to take on because we know that Gina is sensitive inside we saw it when Lou died, uh, Tammy Knickerbocker's ex-husband, and she just breaks down last season saying like he did so much for me. He helped me get into real estate. She feels things. It's not like she's this person that just is lacking something. So you just wonder where all of this goes. It's just sadness and then I think turns into bitterness. But it just made me sad and I was really happy to see Vicky be a friend to her and stick 100%. up for her because I don't think there's a world where Vicky didn't think these kids weren't going to be weird, like rude to her, not that rude. But she knew it was going to be an uncomfortable situation and you have to respect her for being a friend to Everyone her at that table even Kimberly was trying oh to like, my God. smooth it over Kimberly you know? we haven't even talked 
about them seeing Kimberly season one housewife. Kimberly. Y'all know I get excited when Kimberly comes on the screen. It, I didn't when, mind her. When yeah. Joe comes on, I'm like, okay, whatever, bang, yeah. keep it moving. But <laughs> when Kimberly comes on, I'm like, Kimberly, it made me happy. And and I don't know, she just has such a joy and a lightness to, yeah. to me. And so I, I enjoyed her popping up now and then. And I enjoyed her talking. I mean, there was a whole discussion about their children who are teenagers having premarital oh, sex. This was another tense moment that was a very tense moment so vicky i don't believe that my children should ever have premarital <laughs> sex and <laughs> that's exactly what she sounds like and then um <laughs> you know kimberly is like you know why like sex is a joyous thing i don't have the quote written down but like sex is this happy joyous thing like why wouldn't i want my child to experience this and then gina would you want to find out if they were shit in bed after you married them <laughs> perfect gina quote i just loved that whole dynamic and then vicky does have a little bit of a throw under the bus moment oh, a little bit oh. a lot of like she straight up says well she lets her children sleep together at 16 and i was like hey you're talking about them as minors technically right. it's like and i was like vicky but and this is a time like gina's usually so like even keeled and but she kind of snapped a little bit and was like what happened to not going there and she was like shit on my kids and I'll bitch slap you and I was like oh can I have some of the I'd like the cob salad please <laughs> I'd like an extra large bucket of popcorn it's it was great and I mean I said earlier I don't really care to see OG housewives this was different I meant more toward the end of the season everybody coming together just being the I, first photo op right I was happy to see Kimberly I sort of liked everybody commenting that she doesn't look so Orange County anymore <laughs> but she had that same sort of lightness that she had in season one where we were like she's the housewife that could have been and I was happy to see her there i was happy that she was there witnessing all of the shane stuff being the other person being like this is crazy right this isn't yeah. just me you know be nice to your mother you never know what would happen what if that was the last conversation you had with your mother uh, and yeah. it not affecting shane you know it's really sad but you know i was happy to see gina go on that date even though it cracked me up yeah just her putting herself out there because like gina at the end of the day is like light and and funny and she's going through some dark stuff so that's why it's tough but her going on the date us meeting her ex-husband gary Oh my I was gosh. like also kind of cute kind of, I was like okay Gina I know. did he have a mustache back in the day I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> he shaved it that's why they got divorced but yeah so it was like fun to meet that and at the end of the day even though she and Vicky have gone through a lot I've enjoyed what their friendship has been for the most part like whenever Gino's like talking about them being old together and whatnot and she was like trust me i'm not going to be in a nursing home with vicky i don't want her to tell me what to do when i'm old get your get your ass pick up your teeth and let's go no <laughs> so like i don't know i appreciate that friendship for what it is but it is getting tough i agree one thing i did want to mention that was kind of a bummer about gina and another thing just like a lot of these housewives that just fully like stops me from liking her something that i remember as me thinking do i want to keep watching housewives not just orange county all housewives when this happened and it was when Gina is dropping Kara off at college in Berkeley and they're walking past a some homeless people also some people who seem to be doing some political protests and trees and making jokes about people doing political protests which I did not agree with those jokes but anyway but then she kept talking about the bummers referring to homeless people and Kara being like you know oh don't be too close to the bummer um they're drug addicts and they're drunks it was like she was too good to be around homeless people when it's like isn't your dad struggling with alcoholism at home yeah are you too good for people who don't have a home I don't really understand don't have a home. it's like a classist thing it and was such a class talking about them as if they were in they were looking into the park and there was a good amount of people who didn't have homes in the park or at least seemed to be that way and they were commenting on it being like a zoo like oh look there's one there's one it's classism at its finest it's almost victorian mm -hmm. it's just shocking and 
of course, Andy didn't bring it up in the reunion. It doesn't matter because this is what, 2008, 2009? Or Gina casually dropping a Hitler reference also. Oh, yeah. That was it. I mean, that whole quote was hilarious. You didn't have to bring Hitler into it. Never do you have to bring Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Famously, you don't have to bring Hitler up ever. Ever. Uh, unless ever. it's a history I, class. Like, if you yeah. Not, if you are like, no, you just do not need to no. do that. But that's that side of Gina that we know. It's like as endeared as we are to her, as much as we have seen her highs and lows, it's like she does have that side that's just very problematic. It's very Orange County. Unfortunately, the dark side of Orange County, some might say. Behind the gates. Behind the gates, babe. In front of the gates. (laughs) (laughs) Gretchen? Gretchen. We have arrived at our new housewife. And although Lynn was a new housewife... Gretchen was the real new housewife. Gretchen, Gretchen had the same effect in in a different way as Tamara did. Yeah. Gretchen stepped on the scene. The game changed. Yes. In part because of Tamara. And what I mean by that is like, you know, Tamara came on. We said she changed the game. But like, you can only do so much until you have an adversary. And that was Gretchen. And Gretchen came up as like this kind of equally weighted opponent but like they have such different game styles and strategies but now we have a show you know because we have both sides and I appreciate Gretchen for that reason she's not like personally my favorite like she kind of annoys me sometimes she can be a little much there's something about her (laughs) sorry that drove me crazy forgot about that (laughs) something I literally didn't notice it I think all I can think about she's not my favorite historically but I appreciate that she brought something to the show that I think we needed because that kind of like as you said earlier Jessica Simpson light bubbly blonde like it is enjoyable to watch and also like the intrigue of a potentially scandalous gold digger whether it be true or not like is a layer that she brought to the show that was good so good and you know we touched on Jeff earlier but Jeff is her much older fiance and he's very successful very wealthy they met when Gretchen was showing him a house and then he wanted her to design the house and then they fell in love and now she just doesn't work anymore. But, you know, I have to say that the love between Gretchen and Jeff, whatever that love was, was real to me. I fully agree. And that moment, I don't know if you think of this too, like Jeff does pass away at the end of the season. I mean, he, you know, unfortunately died after battling leukemia for over a year. And just to see him from the start of filming to the end of filming, he really was going through a lot. And even if Gretchen was was, you know, let's say even an ounce of the claims were false about her. She wasn't his 100% full-time caretaker. It's a lot to have to deal with someone who is going through a sickness like that and also be there for them emotionally and also as a romantic partner. So whatever that relationship was, whatever I think is true, what's not, they did love each other. And I, I think too that that carriage moment gets me choked up every time, even though I'm against carriages, but Gretchen and Jeff, sorry, I had to put that in there, literally horse abuse, but Gretchen and Jeff riding in that carriage together as Jeff is sort of starting the last leg of his battle with his cancer and the sun shining down them and she puts her head down on him and they just look so happy and I think they were at like one of the race car things I don't really know how that world works but they were at somewhere that meant a lot to him and she fit in in that world and they had a great day it is just like a moment in time a lot of housewives as we move forward will have these things where their lives will change drastically you know by the next season Gretchen is certainly one of those people and I think that that carriage ride with Jeff is really beautiful and they clearly had something yeah between them and you know I also like that she was close with her family and her family knew knew about Jeff and talked about Jeff and cared about Gretchen during this journey. I'm sorry, but if it was 100% fake, I don't think that her mom, dad, brother, sister, cousin, everybody would be in on it, you know? And also, 
even more so than that, no one can see through bullshit quite like children. Yeah. And Jeff's kids seem You're to right. really yeah. like Gretchen and like put a lot of trust in her. And you can't make that up. No. You can't. They are not going to pretend on camera. <laughs> you know, I agree. I feel like what they had was real. It was really hard to watch this season because we have that carriage ride and then hashtag no carriages per alley. Um, <laughs> and then we don't see him for the middle chunk of the season. And the first time we do, he just looks really unwell. And yeah. we, we literally see him deteriorate in front of us, which is really hard to watch. But the thing that was beautiful from that was seeing, for me, it was like Gretchen and his kids. I yeah. don't know. Like they seem to lean on each other during that time. Yeah. And they seem to have a trust in her that I found comforting. I'm sorry, but like you would not have those kids stay in his house and have the environment be as like happy-go-lucky as it was if there was not real love between them. And Gretchen, you know, we're talking her up a lot, but she is sort of vapid. She was obsessed with getting a gigantic diamond that Jeff had ordered for her before he had to go in and out of the hospital and was sort of at the end of his journey battling cancer. But like, she's going around, she's like, look at my ring to all these kids. Just going around being like, look at my ring. Oh my God, it's so pretty. It sucks that he's in this hospital. It's so pretty. And anybody else, I would be like, wow, that person is the worst. But even the kids were like, we're happy she got yeah. the diamond. Diamond ring. It's like she's she, been doing so much. She's been doing so much. Yeah. I mean, trust and believe there will be seasons where we will come for Gretchen. Yeah. Uh, Gretchen does not remain an angelic <laughs> newcomer for long, but, but I do enjoy season, her this season. Exactly. This yeah. season, we'll give her flowers. We will. And, you know, I think, too, the way that she handled Tamra was with, I mean, the only word that comes to mind for me is grace. Because, oh, my goodness. I mean, Patience. She, she also, regardless of if anything that Tamra was throwing at her was true, which is, let's say she backed down because she didn't want more to come out, whatever it was, she could have said the meanest stuff about Tamra. She could have come at her. She could have started a war. And instead, she just sort of took it in the middle of everything that was going on with Jeff. She still continued to film. You know, I respect her for it. I do have to say on the flip side of that with the filming, just my last thing on this is I did not love when Jeff had to go back to the hospital. I want to say the final time or one of the final times. And then she chose to go out of state with like a group of friends. That I never brushed up against anything that Gretchen did travel wise because I'm not going to judge someone's caretaker journey. But it felt a little bit weird to me. She was like her being like, he said he doesn't want to live anymore. And then going on a trip. I mean, I'm sure part of it was self-preservation because that's extremely painful. I can't imagine being around that. But also it just felt weird. It was like, this isn't helping your case by going on this like fun college girl trip with your friends. Yeah. The last Gretchen thing I wanted to mention is just like a little peekaboo into our future when she goes. You mentioning this? I, well, just I think it's worth noting. Okay. That we see Gretchen go and support Joe at her music video. And we see, you know, Gretchen and Slade and Joe all interacting. And it was like interesting to see our housewives world clash in that way. And maybe, you know, we'll revisit this later. Maybe this isn't the end. <laughs> it was really, I was like, oh my God, I completely forgot that they all met. It shocked yeah. me. It shocked me. Juicy. <laughs> okay. And there you have it. The ladies of season four. Ooh, it was a journey. A it was journey. a journey. Okay, Allie, underrated moments. Okay, for me, one of the first ones was Gina. I believe she was sitting down with Gretchen for the first time at a lunch. And she says in her confessional, I'm curious to watch what she eats. <laughs> I bet it's not much. I, I bet it's not much. <laughs> 
It was so good because I'm sorry. I am that girl who's like, what is that girl going to order? I oh, I want to know. I need to know. It means too much to me. And I just that really cracked me up that she said that because it's again, Gina mastering the literally saying out loud the inner monologue. It's so great. But that was my first one. What about you? What's yours? Okay. Mine is it goes to Cousin Nancy. And <laughs> my jaw's Nancy, on the ground. Cousin Nancy, uh, when Tamara and Ryan go to visit family uh-huh. and oh. she's telling Ryan about her ma- mouse tattoo on her hip and he's looking around. He was like, I don't see it. I just see underwear. And she goes, pussy must have ate it. <laughs> I was like, Cousin Nancy. <laughs> I was like, great. The sense of humor runs in the family. <laughs> and also Tamara being like, you that's guys are related. You're, that's your cousin. Okay. Just some light uh, but incest that, terror. I that cracked me up. I gotta say, that joke, though, it got me. I was like, well, she did that. Right. <laughs> I didn't, didn't Tamara say something like, oh, she's definitely part of the family? That really made me laugh. That was really hilarious. My second one is Gretchen. And there are some moments <laughs> in Housewives canon where... I just want to tell people quotes out of context and just watch them be like, what are you doing with your life watching this show? And this is when Gretchen is at a shop and she comes across a case of vibrators and she says, my fiance's in the hospital. He has leukemia. So girl's got to do what she's got to do. Stop. God silence. I was like, oh, no. And not Gina coming over being like, I didn't know what they were at first. I thought maybe it was a toothbrush holder. (laughs) So the good. case that would give and give and give. Give and give and give and give. <laughs> My next one is between Simon and Kara. <laughs> when they go to shoot guns and your mouth is literally on the floor. Do you, they go to shoot? He like teaches her how to go to the shooting range and they shoot guns. And it was just really interesting. And one specific moment in that is she's talking to him and she says the F word and she says shit and whatever, and they keep it moving. But then at one point she says vagina and he says, Hey, watch your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That is if I could sum up Simon in one statement right there. Absolutely. Fragile masculinity in one statement. Curse all you want, but heaven forbid you say vagina. Oh, the F word, zero problem. Don't worry about it, babe. Vagina? <laughs> Who raised you? Broke out in a sweat. So good. I just want to say one more because I do feel like it's a mutual favorite moment. I haven't consulted you about this, but I'm going to make a statement and say that this is definitely going to be one of Xavier's favorite moments as You've well. You've been wrong before. <laughs> just I have to pee. Brianna, what? Don't say that word. Pee? Yeah, you should say I have to use the ladies' room. That sounds more feminine. I gots to pee. <laughs> I love Brianna. That was a great little exchange in public with her and her mom. Brianna Stan account. Yes. I didn't take that moment like you did. I loved it. But the part I do love is the part that is very me is Vicky going, you say you have to use the ladies room or whatever. Yeah. I related to that. Yeah. because Listen, we all have our moments. <laughs> I had this random line that I just thought was hysterical of Gina's in the premiere where she's talking to Kara about a baptism and she's like, you didn't get baptized because I was in Japan. (laughs) I was like, what? First of all, back that up. So you just never got around to it. (laughs) What were you doing in Japan? I have nothing but questions. Nothing but questions. I'm like, I, you can't just say that. So good. We want to know. We want to know. Was it real estate? Was it modeling? Were you visiting a friend? I have questions. Should we move on to awards? 
Let's do it. Okay. Something I think we should clarify is that we have the MVP or your orange of the season. Mm -hmm. We have the people's princess and we have the villain. The MVP is like it sounds, the most valuable player. Who is the person that without them, the season just wouldn't be the same for better or worse. And the people's princess is the person who is like your personal favorite. Who delighted you the most? Who did you most look forward to seeing? Who's your MVP? Should we say it at the same time on three and see if they're the same or different? MVP. One, One, two, two three. three. Gretchen. Ah! No, this is perfect. This is perfect. Because they both, in their own <sighs> rights, were... And I wrestled with it. Should it be Gretchen? For me, but it was Gretchen. They couldn't have been in the conversation without each other for sure. For sure. And I am just salty oh. and don't want to reward Tamara's terrible behavior. Oh my God, my heart's <laughs> pounding. Yeah, I mean, it really. I like the count to three. Oh my God, me too. I'm exhilarated. All right, your people's princess. Do you want to do three again? One, two, three. Gretchen. Gina. Okay. Gee, I loved, this is my thing. This is my fatal flaw, y'all. When I have a favorite, I will stand Ride or die. <laughs> through thick stand by your man yes talking paper thin talking i can't go out into the sun without burning the flesh off of my body like i will stand (laughs) by a loyal bitch i am a loyal bitch but no gina just delights me the most i look forward to her the most she was my people's princess but also gretchen was my mvp so yeah uh who's your i mean do i even have to ask who was your villain I mean, what if I was like... <laughs> Lynn. Yeah, exactly. That would have cracked me up. Tamrat, Tamrat, Tamrat. There's no doubt, and I will use Tamrat in this situation. <gasps> I'm delighted. There is no doubt about it. She was full villain, full villain, full villain. And I don't really remember how bad she is next season. Next season yeah. has a journey. I can't remember, and I'm happy about that. I don't want to remember. Okay, well, I just want to experience it. it all over again. And now, Allie, picture it. You're a Bravo exec. (laughs) All of their headshots slide in front of you. It's time to play Hired or Tired. Who would you ask back for another season? And who would you give the boots? Tired, honey, get some sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Gina. Hired. Hired. (laughs) Vicky. Hired. Hired. Lori. Well, Lori already left and I would keep her tired. Yeah, tired. She was tired last (laughs) season. She's tired now. Yes, yes. Tamrat. Hired, hired, unfortunately. Begrudgingly. Gretchen. Hired. Lynn. Hired. Hired. I struggled I, with this, but you know, you know what? She was so funny. I think that I don't necessarily think I'm invested in her storylines going forward. Agreed. But I do crave that levity and her sort of being like this outside person. So. And you know, if I were a Bravo exec who knew nothing, you know, obviously about the future because yeah. it hadn't happened yet, I would be curious what a sophomore season for Lynn would look like. Yep. You know? Okay, we're bringing the full cast back minus Lori. Okay, y'all. Thanks. This was a long one. This, thank you for sticking with us. But we had a lot to cover, honey, and we are just getting started. Ooh, it is just the beginning, baby. And if you'd like to follow us on socials, you can follow us on Instagram at Housewives Theory or on Twitter at HW Theory. And let us know your hot takes because we would love to hear them. These lips were made for podcasting. And that's just what they'll do. Bye. Bye. Bye.